Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. This week on the show, we are discussing pork cheese and why it is rare and if probiotic soda is actually healthy. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at Xtalks.com, and this week I'm joined by Aisha Rashid and Vera Kovacevich. Thanks for coming today. So I'm going to start us off today with a story about cork cheese and why it's rare to find in the U.S. So if you've never heard of it before, like me, cork cheese is a high-protein, low-fat alternative to soft cheese and yogurt that can be used for a variety of things like baking, cooking, and blending. So cork, it's a white cow's milk cheese, is like smooth cottage cheese, and it's equally reminiscent of yogurt and um, has a mild but versatile flavor. So if the menu calls for something sweet or savory, hot or cold, cork cheese works well in place of almost any dairy. Um, And interestingly enough, the queen of cork, who is a German-born author and advocate for cork and healthy eating, even founded World Cork Day in 2019, which is celebrated annually on January 19th. So on the first celebration of the holiday, she gave away cork recipes and copies of her new book, The Ultimate Cork Guide and Cookbook. So not to be confused with the physics term, cork traces back to the 14th century where it was popular throughout Europe and is still popular to this day. And it's made from warming sour milk, which allows it to curdle. Then it's strained before adding mesophilic culture, which ferments the lactose and increases the acidity. So depending on the variety, cork cheese might also have salt added, though it usually doesn't. But we haven't really gotten to the core of what cork is. Is it a cheese? Is it a yogurt? Is it something better? Well, technically it is a cheese, but it's unlike any other cheese thanks to its super thick consistency, which is a cross between cottage cheese and Greek yogurt. But unlike yogurt though, cork doesn't have that tart taste. Instead, it has a mild flavor and it can be used, like I said, in sweet or savory foods. So cork cheese is a lactose-free dairy product that is also sugar-free, low-carb, and high in protein. And not to mention, it's also high in calcium, vitamin A, and the B vitamins as well. And it's almost always vegetarian unless rennet is used, which is an enzyme from animal stomachs, um, though rennet usually isn't included. However, because it is uh, still from cow's milk, it is not vegan. When cork has a lower fat content, it can take the form of a spreadable cheese, which can be used as a cream cheese replacement. But when it's made with fatty whole milk, it it tends to resemble creamy yogurt, which which can be paired with vegetables, granola, or just eaten on its own. And cork can also be used um, or added to cake for moisture. And in Germany, cheesecakes are made with cork instead of cream cheese for a milder, more savory dessert. Aside from baked goods, cork cheese can also be used as a lighter substitute for mayonnaise in coleslaw or to make creamy pasta that isn't overwhelmingly rich. Alternatively, it can be treated like sour cream on a baked potato with fresh herbs. And in terms of common uses, cork is pretty multifaceted in the kitchen, but it should be eaten relatively quickly once it's open since it has a 10-day shelf life. 
And while it is very popular in European countries like Russia, Ukraine, and Belarus, um, since it's regarded as good for infant health, cork cheese is rare to find in the U.S. Only a few dairies in Vermont, Illinois, and California actually make cork in the country, and one such dairy is Wonder Creamery, which made its debut in the U.S. market in 2018, but cork can be found in some Whole Foods market and Safeway locations. So yeah, cork, um, you know, I'd never heard of it before, as I was mentioning. Um, and it's pretty rare to come across a food that, you know, I've never heard of before. <laughs> Brands we talk about all the time. But um, yeah, had you guys heard of cork before? And would you guys be willing to try it? Nope, never heard of it at all before. And definitely willing to try though, because it sounds amazing in terms of, you know, um, high protein, low fat, um, no sugar, lactose free. It's it's sort of like sounds like what um, the you know what dairy dreams are made of almost. So this sounds like a very interesting cheese, and I'm I'm surprised it hasn't caught on in the U.S. Um, and um, like you said, it's popular in, in European countries and some other countries as well. So um, it's a very very interesting product, and I think. Um, yeah, again, I'm surprised why it, it hasn't caught on in North America, um, and especially in the U.S. in certain states, especially like California, where, you know, um, there's a lot of health consciousness. And um, yeah, so it's uh, very, very interesting. And do you know what kinds of, uh, I think you might have mentioned it, but like, is it usually, you know, eaten on its own? Or like, can it be used in certain recipes? Or... Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when I was actually looking for images of cork, a lot of them were kind of being used like a yogurt would be. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, with fruit and granola. Um, but like I was saying, also in Germany, like they add it to cheesecakes oh, um, as opposed to cream cheese um, to make it, you know, have a milder flavor as opposed to like a little more tangy. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very multifaceted, which is, you know, also what I'm also surprised that it hasn't really gained more popularity in the U.S. Um, since we're always kind of looking for the next big thing. But it kind of seems like one of those hidden gem foods that may or may not be popular yeah. one day. Yeah, maybe it's just the consistency of cork cheese. Maybe that's why it hasn't caught in the US. I think people are just used to yogurt or like, you know, the hard kind of cheeses here. Um, but that's my guess. I don't think many people are used to eating something of that consistency where it's not a hard cheese, but it's not, you know, like yogurt either. Yeah, it's more of a softer cheese, kind of like, I guess, like a ricotta or maybe a brie even. I don't know, the soft brie's and stuff like that. So that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, but yeah, and it, I mean, it dates back like centuries, which is, yeah. um, it's not it's not something that's totally new, but interesting that it, yeah, has not become popular um, in North America. Yeah, and at first when we were talking about cork, um, Vera and I thought it was a, a brand. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really how unfamiliar we right. were with uh, with cork <laughs> cheese. But yeah, it's just one of probably hundreds, yeah. maybe even thousands of types of cheese cheeses. So um, yeah, I, I would be really interested to try it. It seems it seems like you were saying as well, like very healthy yeah. um, and a good substitute. Um, Although it's still, you know, it's still a dairy product, but it is lactose free. So that is that is a bonus of it as well. 
All right, moving on to our second story. So I'm going to talk about what probiotic soda is um, and whether it's healthy and which companies produce it. So the probiotic beverage space, it's come a long way since kombucha. Now we have more and more probiotic soda brands popping up and each claiming to support gut health and digestion. So thanks to the growing interest in healthier beverage options, the rise of functional beverages has been astronomical. But are probiotic sodas actually healthy? So before I answer that question, I'm going to talk about, you know, what probiotic sodas are. So simply, they are carbonated drinks that contain one or more probiotic ingredient. Um, but what are probiotics? Um, the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health or the NCCIH, says that probiotics are live microorganisms that are intended to have health benefits when consumed or applied to the body. So some research shows that when they are consumed, probiotics can help maintain a balanced gut microbiome, which supports gastrointestinal health and function. And they can also help uh, your body maintain a healthy community of microorganisms, produce substances that have desirable effects and influence the body's immune response. So probiotics may contain a variety of microorganisms, with the most common being bacteria that belong to the lactobacillus and bifidobacterium genera. But different types of probiotics have different effects. So for example, if specific if, if a specific kind of lactobacillus helps prevent an illness, that doesn't necessarily mean that another kind of that, um, if that bacteria would do the same thing. So while probiotics can be found in fermented foods, dietary supplements, and beauty products, sodas that contain probiotics are increasing in popularity. And in terms of their nutritional value, probiotic sodas are a healthier alternative to traditional sodas since they may aid in better health. For instance, some probiotic sodas have uh, contain apple cider vinegar, which may help to lower blood sugar. So in terms of, you know, which companies are making probiotic sodas... Where drinks like kombucha involve fermentation, sometimes probiotic soda makers just add probiotic strains to their beverages for consumers to reap the benefits. So one of those companies is called Culture Pop, and it uses it features a variety of fruity flavors like strawberry and rhubarb, lemon, lime, and cardamom, and ginger, lime, and turmeric, which are all packed with probiotics. And its sodas also contain organic fruit juice, real herbs and spices, and do not have stevia. Another brand that's in the space is called Live, and they offer sparkling kombucha in classic soda flavors like cream soda, spice, spicy cherry berry, and cherry cola. And all of its probiotic sodas are organic, non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and are lower in sugar than other kombuchas. And in addition to sodas, Live also makes probiotic tea shots in a variety of flavors. And like Culture Pop and Live, Loop is a probiotic soda maker, but unlike other brands, it is really cool because it uses produce that would otherwise be discarded and gives it a second life in its sodas and other products. So it's a Canadian company which is tackling food waste by creating a market for surplus produce while also packing its sodas full of kefir culture and vegan probiotics. So not to be confused with uh, probiotic sodas. There's also a number of prebiotic sodas on the market. Um, and the difference between those is that while probiotics are the actual living microorganisms found within fermented foods, prebiotics are typically, typically high fiber foods uh, that feed on good bacteria in your gut. So some prebiotic soda brands include Health Aid, Pop, 
Poppy and Olipop. And I've also, I've written about Poppy before, and I think I've discussed it on the podcast as well. And currently the global probiotic soda market is valued at 210.4 million and is projected to reach 443.8 million by 2032, growing at a compound annual growth rate of 7.7%. So I thought this was kind of interesting, um, you know, we typically think of sodas as, you know, kind of unhealthy, really sugary beverages, but uh, like a lot of foods, they're kind of receiving a, a better for you makeover. So um, are probiotic sodas something you would try? Um, do you think that they probiotics from, from a science angle, is it something that you think can actually help your body? Um, I'm very curious to know what you guys think from a, from a scientific perspective. I, well, from a scientific perspective, I am not sure if probiotics supplementation in foods really, um, if there's evidence to really back their use in, in foods. Um, and in terms of, um, you know, obviously probiotics are found naturally in a lot of foods and, you know, in our environment, but I don't know, like I, there is not a lot of substantiated evidence to to support um, their supplementation in foods in the way, let's say, put it into a soda, like how we're seeing now with this company. So I'm a bit skeptical, um, to be honest, about this kind of probiotic. I think it's it's a fad, to be to be honest. Um, you know, we have our, our gut microflora um, contains numerous, you know, types of bacteria, and we don't quite understand how... Um, the balances of those different types of bacteria uh, come about or are maintained. So that's, again, it's an area of research that is flourishing, but I think it's not very well understood. So I don't really believe that we're quite there yet in terms of, oh, let's just supplement with probiotics or prebiotics. It just seems like there's, you know, it just seems to be another dietary fad in my opinion. But having said that, um, Interesting. I mean, if it's not going to cause any harm, I wouldn't, you know, be opposed to people trying this probiotic soda, but I would, you know, caution and just say to take that with a grain of salt because a lot of these health claims are not substantiated. Yeah, I think everything is okay in moderate amounts. Like, I wouldn't be recommending that someone drinks a probiotic soda every day. Um, it's just... You know, water is the best drink, um, but uh, <laughs> I did try um, the Loop probiotic soda. It it had a very oh, good taste. Okay. Um, one can was only 50 calories. Um, it wasn't sour, but it wasn't sweet either. It, it was like a nice, refreshing taste. Um, I, I do like it. Once again, like I, I wouldn't drink it every day, but it's nice, like a little break and you can have a, a probiotic soda. Um Definitely not like any soda I had before in my life. And I do think that in the food industry, like functional ingredients and like functional beverages, functional foods are going to rise in popularity um, because I think people want to eat food, of course, you know, to satisfy their hunger and, and you know, for, for life, for a living. But people want to eat food that makes them feel good and that has some health benefit to it as well. And yes, you can say, yeah, well, all food is healthy, like as long as it's not fried or something. But 
there are these ingredients, um, and I, I, you're right, Aisha, I think we don't know much about them at this point, but I do think that there are some special kinds of food that if, if it's consumed in moderate amounts, it could have like high health benefits. That's a great uh, perspective. I always like to get, uh, you know, your guys' sort of scientific perspective on things like this, especially because, you know, there's, there, there is some research, but it's, it's all kind of vague, you know, in terms of the desirable effects that they can produce in terms of like, you know, your immune system and helping your body maintain a healthy community of microorganisms. Like those things seem a little bit hard to, you know, define and, and, and yeah <laughs> no yeah <pun> <laughs> that's right and you know whether these sodas are actually helping do that would also be really hard to uh to prove um so I, I guess the one thing that that you could say is that since a lot of them are you know lower in sugar or um you know just generally healthier than other sodas that's that's the one thing that they can offer yeah. at least the other things may might be a bonus um but yeah, Vera, um, it was interesting that you uh, you tried Loop. Um, they actually make a lot of other uh, products as well with you know with um, uh, fruit and vegetables that were otherwise going to be discarded. So uh, it's great that you had an opportunity to try that um, and give it a little review. Yeah, they did write on the can that it was made from quote unquote like outcasts of the food industry, like you know the waste. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so I thought that was great from a sustainability point of view. I didn't know that they have other products besides drinks. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if they have other products aside from drinks. I do know that they have other, um, you know, uh, drinks. Like they, they have the prebiotic sodas, but I think they also make juices oh, yeah. as well. And smoothies, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and smoothies. That's right. That's right. Um, but it's it's awesome that they're making use of uh, of produce that, uh, and they're not the first either. I've I, I know I've written about other companies yeah, that do I, that. I do but... remember. Yeah, you did write about other mm -hmm. companies that um, convert waste or leftover scraps from produce and convert it into drinks or some other foods. So it's that I like that component for sure. Can I ask you guys mm -hmm. something? Is there such a thing as like a probiotic supplement that people take? Yeah, from from the the you know the research that I was doing about probiotics, um, yes, the, I did come across um, the term probiotic supplement. So I do believe that uh, that those those exist, and they also mm. are in um, probiotics. Can also be found in like beauty products and you know things that you would you would put on your skin. I believe as well. Um, seems yeah. uh, seems like there yeah. is such a thing as probiotic supplements. Interesting. Yeah, but I don't really hear about, you know, doctors readily prescribing such Oh yeah, things, it's a it's so. a over the counter type of thing. Yeah, or even recommending, you know. <laughs> so it's uh, take it for what you will. Yeah. Yeah, Vera, I think you're definitely right with, you know, water being the healthiest beverage and, you know, everything else we kind of just roll the dice with and, and give it a try. Um, but I think people generally like, you know, latch on to these terms, um, without really diving too deep into them. Um, so that's what we're, that's the service that we provide. We, uh, we dig deep into these topics and we really, uh, you know, get a critical, uh, angle on them. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I said the comment about water because I heard someone say once that this is what they said. So they said that they don't really drink water. They mostly drink like juice and coffee mm. and tea. Well, tea is like, you know, mostly water. But it's like, I think there's a lot of people that don't actually drink a lot of water a day. They just drink other types of drinks, right? And they get their fluids that way. I think that is probably a health risk. Like if you don't drink pure water on a daily basis, if you're just drinking pop or, you know, that kind of stuff, that's, yeah. I think that's not good. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I actually know someone who refused to drink water with every meal. He would have some kind of a soda and I'm, or a juice. I'm like, that is like so gross. So sorry to say for people out there who might be doing the same thing. And, um, so I think in light of that, in recent years, that's why we've seen so many different types of water actually coming onto the market, you know, vitamin waters and mineral waters and different flavored waters, just to make water more palatable to, to people who um, may not be able to just drink straight up water. But um, luckily, luckily, I'm not one of those people. I, I love plain water. But um yeah, it's um and the other thing I was reading the other day is actually that filtered water can actually you, you know, you lose some minerals in that. So it's kind of like if you're drinking filtered water, well, you should you have to make sure that you're you're getting your supply of of minerals that you would with like just natural naturally sourced water that isn't filtered. So there are so many things and complications to think about. But um yeah, very interesting discussion. Yeah, maybe Sydney can write about a water company soon <laughs> oh i think she has <laughs> i think i have too yeah, yeah these uh, this functional beverage space as a whole is uh is is quite popular and there's always new you know brands popping up with various claims about how they can help your body very vague claims yeah I'll that's add, the but... problem those claims they're just uh yeah um and and you know people will buy into it because you know people are desperate to to choose what's best for them from a health perspective and a taste perspective too as well. But from a health perspective, yeah, everyone is just um, trying to do the, their best. So I don't blame them either, but I think there needs to be more responsibility, of course, on the side of um, producers and manufacturers and these companies um, and maybe tighter regulations on um, what health claims can be put on labels and such. So you know, they're not misleading. Yeah, just like there is in the pharma industry. Yeah. Like they're only allowed to market a drug for the approved indications, not not for other things. So maybe it'll be like that with functional foods soon. Yeah, that's right. I mean everyone's gotta eat, so <laughs> they should they should be held to the exact same standards. It's true. Yeah. Alright, well that brings us to the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks everyone and see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media. Email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. 
The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalk.com. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week.